Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. Hello, 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 everybody. It has been a minute. It has been a minute since we've been together. Since we've been together. Um, now in my time apart, we I have not decided to be an artist um, because that would be crazy. Hello, 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 everybody joining. Welcome, welcome to the Amateur Expert Podcast. I am excited for today's guest and excited to be back with you. It has been so long and it's long overdue. Um, what's up, Brandon? Uh, so honestly, I just wasn't sure if we should bring the show back. And this morning, I got a message on the Sarah Dix Roberts interview from someone on YouTube who said that they were encouraged by what we discussed and it literally brought me to tears because I think the thing that I do doesn't make any impact and I'm like, does any is it gonna help anybody? Does anyone care? And and God had to show me today, like, keep going. Don't don't let those voices inside your head get to you so hello 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 everybody welcome to the amateur expert podcast it's your girl ashley the amateur expert and on today's show i will have samantha papa with us she is in the room so i'm going to add her and we will get started hello Hello. how are you i am so well thank you for having me yes i'm so happy that we were able to make this happen thank you so much thank you so much and you know exactly what i mean when i say that Okay, so Samantha, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what are you doing currently for work? Okay, so right, okay, so where do we begin? My name is Samantha, I'm born and raised in LA. I grew up at a French American school, so bilingual and my parents were Romanian, um, so of European descent. Um, So I was kind of you know, I had friends from all different walks of life, but I also grew up horseback riding and doing competitions on a horse. So um, this strong connection to animals and nature. And I grew up in Griffith Park, which is one of LA's biggest um, public parks. And Hello, Griffith. I've hiked once or twice. Yeah, it's um, known for the observatory. A lot of people come for the Instagram posts. Um, yeah. But for me, it's a tr- truly inspirational place and really really healing place so even though I didn't necessarily when I was little have a dream of being famous um I saw all these other people just having these amazing Hollywood dream experiences and then I saw my parents come from escaping communism and live the American dream and be able to bring their families here and work really hard and own their own businesses. So I had a lot of, you know, really, really strong people around me. um, And it gave me motivation to start a bridal business out of my mom's store. Um, After going to college, I, I studied psychology And that gave me a different connection to my family that I hadn't had Mm -hmm. before. Like, I felt like I understood their ancestral trauma in a different Mm -hmm. way and how that was poured onto me and certain fears were kind of poured onto me and, but also valuable lessons instilled in me from the, from what they experienced. Um, And I started teaching yoga and Pilates. So I was always 
connected to helping people in any way, shape or form. And um, I also fell off my horse at 16. So after that struggled with chronic back pain. So mm. I'm trying to teach Pilates, but then my body was like, can you Ouch. do this full time? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. maybe not for the rest of my life. And maybe I should enter what I was born into and what I happen to be good at, which is fashion. Um, and even at Pilates, like I was, you know, in my little outfit. <laughs> like, You're the cutest one there. Of exactly. course. I know it. I believe it. I believe it. So I just kind of, that was always, um, I wanted to be able to inspire people physically with what I was wearing, but also with what I was saying. And it took me, um, a long time to get into a grounded place with my physical being, um, mm -hmm. and trying to start a business with having chronic back pain. You know, I put my body through a lot with bridal when I launched it. Bridal gowns are not typical garments that you, they are heavy. Some of my heavy, yeah. were, you know, three people had to carry them. Mm -hmm. So, um, I loved what I did. I got blessed with some really amazing, incredible brides that let me do custom wedding gowns for them. And one of them which won me my first award as best custom bridal designer was a Game of Thrones inspired bridal cape. Oh my so gosh, that's that, so cool. Yeah, and I have one that one day I will wear <laughs> because of the, I made one for myself after that. But yes, um, that's so cool. Yeah, and I wanted to to stay in it. I also wanted to make my parents happy. I felt like if I joined the business, you know, and helped support the family business, like mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that would make them proud of me. Um, yeah. And I also enjoyed being there working with my mom. Sometimes we did, she did the moms and I did the brides. So we had this beautiful um, kind of connection. Yeah. And then we had people kind of coming at us being like, you should have your own reality TV show. Mm -hmm. You should do this. You should do that. Um, and I don't have my earbuds there in the car. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. I can hear you. Awesome. Okay. Oh, my notes are, my messages are probably now coming through. Oh, I think that's what just happened. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry guys. We had some technical <laughs> interference. No, <laughs> no worries. So I want to ask you quickly. So I know you said that you would go to Griffith as you were a child and you rode horses. Um, when did was there something specifically that led you to horses or like what did you think that you would be a jockey like what when you were a little girl like what did you think you wanted to be when you grow when you grew up um so i wanted i always i wanted to be a vet when i was really mm. i wanted to take care of the animals nurture the animals um, my sister is 13 years older than me. So when she left to go to college, I was alone a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and when I wasn't with the animal animals, I was, you know, either with my parents or a lot of times the nanny or a lot of times mm -hmm. the, just the TV, right? Cause my parents yeah. were tired from work. So, um, but when it came to college and people being like, really, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? My answer was like, I'll figure it out. I always mm -hmm. figure it out, you know, that's just how I work. Um, and I, I was a little more laid back, even though after college and certifying in yoga and having the psychology background, I wasn't ready to go to grad school 
for clinical psychology. I had researched the integral, um, the Academy of Integral Studies in San Francisco. Okay. And I was fascinated that there was such a thing as spiritual psychology. I was like, okay, so there is a way to connect Western medicine and like what we know to Eastern medicine really, um, and blend to teach people that they can heal themselves within. And if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have had my business forced to be closed, us make mm -hmm. a huge decision that if I were to continue with bridal, it would probably ruin my soul <laughs> in the long run. Because that's real. <laughs> giver, a giver, right? And they're wanting and they, you know, and it's that relationship. And it's also the relationship of like, you give a little and then all of a sudden somebody asks for the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had to learn a lot of protective boundaries. But during starting the launch of the business, I continued teaching Pilates part time. And I mm -hmm. think that that was one of the things that helped kept balance and kept me sane um, was I got to go to Pilates and no matter what happened at the bridal store that day, you know, I could go into Pilates and it would be a safe, happy space where I knew I could make everybody else feel better by that yeah. session and they were going to be happy. That's so, amazing that you say that. So I wonder if you could share with us. So you, you said that you had to, you had to learn how to create boundaries. What are some of the other things that you've learned along your path? Because it seems like you're a person after my own heart who has tried multiple things, who's had success in things like, oh, I think I actually want to pivot to go over here a little bit. I find my, more joy over here. So um, on your journey, what are some of the things that you sort of picked up and like, oh yeah, this is good. Like I need to share this with the world. And how did you know? So so specifically about the boundaries first, how did you know it was time to create the boundaries and what did you sort of like institute into practice um, so that you would keep them and allow people not to push them? Well, I was fortunate enough to launch my bridal business in an already 30 year, um, 30 year established mother of the bride store. So mm -hmm. I had my mom as my mentor and mm. she was like, you have to think business. What mm. is going to be, what business is going to make it so that the hard work that you put in, you're receiving that energy back in a way that's going to support you. And in the beginning I was making, you know, I had amazing designers. I got to go to New York and pull some really cool designers. And then the nature of, the fashion world is very much, you know, a lot of people get inspiration from other designers and that original designer, which for creating not white wedding gowns after Gwen Stefani had her pink moment, um, <laughs> was really our store. I developed what is called non-traditional bridal, but I was a baby. And the mm -hmm. big fashion like magazines didn't want to say, oh, there's this one designer who does a handful of custom brides in LA that really started this. Um, yeah. But I did, I started it. I started blogging about it. I was like, not everyone should have to wear the same dress. Not every woman is the same. Why mm -hmm. are we being forced to be in the same dress? And why yeah. should her dress have to be traditional white 
if her favorite color is champagne or gold or, you know, now everything is majority, some type of two-tone with a nude underlining or blush because mm-hmm. you can see white lace or ivory lace so much more when you have yeah. that tone contrast. Um, and it was just like my heart being pulled and I ran my social media and I'm like, oh my God, they're sharing my stuff and they're not giving me credit. And then that's when the hard boundaries came in. The more structured bridal contract came in where I had in the bridal contract that if they're going to post on social media, please tag me. Mm-hmm. Um, and please be yeah. okay with me sharing my own design on you because that's, I made this custom gown just for you, one like it, and I I want to share that. And I, I don't want to just make a new baby and then give it away and never see it again. So, um, yeah, so that was when, and then, like, I just, with COVID happening, um, I think it was the biggest blessing that could have happened in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Because at that point, you know, the back pain was chronic. I had had vertigo at one point, like I got really good at pushing myself at over caffeinating, um, at skipping lunches sometimes just because there wasn't time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was just, I was in my apartment, all hell was breaking news, loose, like Robertson, like that whole, we went through so much Los Angeles in June, as did the rest of the country. But June 20th obviously was a very powerful and I was yeah. And it just seemed like this huge, big transformation was happening. And I could no longer stay in that apartment three blocks from the store. Like I needed to heal myself. And I just really felt pulled to move back home and to be here with my father, who had his first heart attack when I was in college. So my twenties, um, as much as I want to like be free and just care about myself, I was also like, okay, I want to be as close to my father as possible. I don't want to leave LA. Like I'll stay here. You know, my parents were older. Like I just wanted to be with him as, as much time as I could. So COVID hits a really bad breakup hit before that. And I went to unplug meditation for my first crystal bowl sound bath and a sound bath for those who have not tried it is the best way to meditate I'm sorry but it is the best way because I could sit there and try and just close my eyes and turn my mind off and all of the thoughts were going through all the thoughts of what I needed to do what was going to happen the next day what I need to prepare for it was very hard to just shut off. And from Mm -hmm. like, that is the goal of meditation is to turn off so that your body can actually heal. And it's very similar to being asleep. Hello, Crow Crush. Yes. And your sound baths at Unplug are amazing (laughs) for anybody in Santa Monica. Um, So one of my fellow healing sisters who has worked with my one of my mentors which is the copper vessel so her sound bath was the first I took and it was um the first sound bath where I felt like 
I could cry. I went to a nice place. I came out of it and I woke up with the most energy I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. And people see me and be like, you are lit up right now, you know? And I'd be like, yes, I am. And I don't even know why, but you I know, love that. I've been listening to Deepak Chopra's. I've been um, playing binaural beats sounds from YouTube mm-hmm. at the store um, and vibrations to bring in like prosperity and positive energy, right? We're in a very stressful environment with weddings. Mm-hmm. So it, I was always connected to music. Singing for me has been therapy since I was little. Um, so for, for me to go to a sound bath and then to come out, like I told everybody, I told everybody to the point where they were just like, okay, we get the point and we're <laughs> now. And it just kind of slowly took over. COVID hit. I bought my first bowl off of Amazon. I went to as many of the Copper Vessel sound baths as I could. A lot of them were virtual at that time. We had stopped doing in person. Yeah. And then my dad got really sick. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you know, was hard because my sister wasn't here. It was, again, just me and my mom. Um, we'd been doing construction in the house. So there was a lot of chaos going around. And I was just like, we need, he needs to go to the hospital. And we knew if he were to go to the hospital, we couldn't go with him because of COVID. Mm, so, right. you know, I made the decision. I called the ambulance. He couldn't speak to me, but he knew to trust me. And he knew to go because normally he was a fighter about going to the hospital. But for me, he trusted. So then he ends up in the hospital. They're kind of just like, is he not speaking? Does he speak? And I was like, he's in the hospital, like for a reason. Figure out what's wrong with my father. And like, why are you calling me? I think I got on the phone with like the one the head of the nurses I think I had called ever I was like that's it called the head of the nurses and I was able to get an aide to be with him so that when we did call he could give him the phone and at least talk to him so it was like a beautiful experience and at that point I had invested in purples and that was after I returned seven from Amazon so the four (laughs) that I invested in were the truly purest crystals that you can buy in bowls and they're made in Utah by crystal tones and they're made with various um metals precious stones um earth minerals like magnesium potassium salts um and yeah it it goes on but some of them have sacred geometry on them it's just it's incredible and they're um very very powerful so I had, he came back from the hospital. They gave us six months and he was to start hospice. My heart was, I don't, I don't think I was processing. I think I was just like a drone making sure I was there for him like every possible second. And then telling my mom, I'm going to take care of everything. And, and like, you're fine. You go rest. I'll handle it. I'll be with him at night. So because he went on hospice, they were able to get us a night nurse. And it was the first night I was to have relief. And I came to the bowls and 
Um, I knew the rest of the house was asleep, right? So I didn't play necessarily an intense session, um, but I played for him to no longer be in pain. Mm. And the next morning I left to go take the dog on a walk and I came back and he had passed. And so after that, you know, like everything, like my whole life's purpose was to find these bulls. And I don't think I found them. I think they found me and they chose me and they knew my love for crystals was going to be so strong that I would end up buying 10 and now picking up my 11th bowl tomorrow. So everyone that I've shared these bowls with, because at the beginning of COVID, um, when I first started, I was playing every week um, virtual and I would just send it to everybody I knew, young or old, no matter what you're going through, we're all suffering because we're stuck inside and we don't know the future. So, um, yeah, they just, they're, the sound bath puts you in this deep healing state. So that chronic tension that you've been feeling in your shoulders for months, and you don't necessarily know why your body is holding on to inflammation, that went away for me. I love that. And when it came, and chronic back pain went away, intense menstrual cycles, intense PMS went away. Um, I think growing up in LA, I became a person that was like a little bit, you know, like an eye for an eye. You mess with me and I'm going to mess with you back. I love you. Um, And (laughs) now I am just like, something bad just happened, which means something amazing is going to happen because that (laughs) had to shift um, Mm -hmm. in order for a big opportunity to present itself. So for me, this opportunity recently was an invitation to let go of Pilates for the time being um, so that I can go back and get my my master's in clinical psychology and be able to blend therapy and like psychotherapy, just like one-on-one talking and then Mm -hmm. take them into a deep healing sound bath, which is basically what I do anyway during a private. (laughs) There's other things that go, but I know that if I go get more knowledge on spiritual psychology, it's just going to open up more doors. So yeah. I love that. And thank you for sharing your journey with us. That I think it's very important to know how someone got to where they are. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. I'd love if you can share with us um, your, your definition of success. Um, and I wonder if it's changed for you since you have now have this new uh, spiritual healing and awakening. So I really love this question. Um, because I did a lot when starting bridal on how to use the law of attraction to create more success in your life, whether that Mm -hmm. means, you know, you write down I'm successful 50 times, or you say it out loud, or, you know, you tell someone like, I'm a sound healer, even though you just started with one bull. Um, I think it's kind of what you create, but I do think I had a strong connection to money and success. And for me, it was the more money you make, the more successful you are. 
then that kind of shifted. Um, and I now feel like how you feel every day should define your success. If you feel good with what you're doing and you're making others feel good, that is incredibly powerful. That is a gift. Whether it brings lots of money out, whether, you know, whatever the relationship is, um, I really think it's about how you feel. If you love, if you love what you're doing, that is success. No, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think a lot of us um, growing up equated success with money. And I don't think that it's wrong to think that, like, I don't think it's wrong to think success is having wealth. Um, but I don't think, for me personally, I had to do some rewiring so it didn't feel like if I didn't have money, I wasn't a success, right? I'm still a success as I'm on my journey to become this wealthy person. Um, okay, so tell me this, Samantha. Um what is something that you know now that you wish you would have known sooner along your, your path? Hmm. That's a hard one. And this is kind of like random, but like save everyone's email and not on Gmail, like have it, have your information and not on a website, like on a PDF that you're going to be easy to go back to because depending on MailChimp and Dropbox and Gmail, so much information gets lost. And if you're carrying a lot of information for your business, I feel like just kind of, you know, the simple thing, I know, <laughs> but it's a thing, right? Like it's, in the beginning, good. I just watched um, that the Amanda Seyfried about how she was um, representing the CEO of that company that is now in a big lawsuit for trying to make blood tests. And one of the mm. things that show is she takes like the first MacBook to Apple and they're like, sorry, all your data is lost. And can, you know, that is someone's like hard work, blood, sweat, and tears that just evaporated yeah. because of a computer. So we are so dependent on technology. Um, so I think, you know, if you're a creative person, it's kind of hard for you to organize having, mm -hmm. a, you know, that structure, even if it's like, once every two weeks, once a month, just like going and being like, okay, these are the people I connected with. This yep. is the connection I made to them. And this is what, you know, will help grow the connection, or this mm -hmm. is someone I can come back to, whatever the relationship you want with that person. Yeah. Yes, and even in the external hard drives, like when you go to the external hard drive, and then you try and connect it back into the new computer, like, it's it's its own world like it's really really hard to find that one document that you really need so but at least for contacts i'm sp i'm speaking specifically for contacts for emails for phone numbers for instagrams just having some type of at least from my experience it, i think it's really helpful no that's actually really good i don't i don't i always i think i try to anticipate what people will say often and that i just i did not anticipate that so that was good thank you um Okay, so I am the host of the Amateur Extra podcast, but I am also the founder, owner, I don't know what letters to associate myself with, but 
yeah. the person uh, in charge of Affirmed Armor, which is an apparel and accessories brand. And um, I want to ask you this question specifically. What is your go-to affirmation? So um, my go-to is I am amazing. My go-to when I feel like I'm going to cry or lose it is I am safe. I am secure. I am stable. Women lost abortion rights. I am safe. I am secure. I am stable. You know, Um, like even there was a fire in Griffith Park. Like I was just like, everything's going to be okay. And they're going to get, you know, just I'm alone in the house, right? I have nobody else to talk to. So the affirmations really come through. And for me, they've been so powerful in written form with Mm -hmm. bridal designing that when I met someone named Liz Hernandez, um, teaching her Pilates and she made this company called Wordiful. That's literally all about different affirmations. And she had her own definitions for each word. So I work with them and I really, really love her community. Um, She's based in LA and I've been doing sound baths for them. So I try and take in those affirmations and use them to clear each chakra of the body. So I am safe is specifically for the root chakra. And Mm -hmm. when you feel rooted and grounded, for me, I stop craving sugar as much. Mm. And also my back stopped hurting. And there were different, um, I mean, I rarely drink now. I'm not perfect, I'm not an angel, but (laughs) I'm not fully sober, but you know, no worries. I'm going for a cocktail after this. So, <laughs> but at least like the, the stress factor of it, the like, okay, I don't feel good. I'm going to go. I need to have it. Right. Have Absolutely. It. Yeah. Now I'm like, I need to go upstairs and play bowls. And then I play mm. for, it, and then I'm in this complete relaxed state that is life changing. It's changed my relationship with my mom, with friends. It's unfortunately, you know, I had to change some relationships with friends in order to, again, set mm-hmm. more boundaries. And I think yeah. when you come to a certain level of success, um, you know, you just, the energy level shifts. And when the yeah. energy level shifts, you just have to make sure who you're surrounding yourself with is, is going to be similar to that energy. like you have to change your energy to make them feel comfortable with their energy yeah no I love that okay so I am actually the amateur expert and I know a little bit about a lot and so at this point I typically ask for um, a random fact or a um like a tidbit of information that you can share, but I wonder if you can do so while playing. So maybe how you play or like the importance of doing X, Y, or Z, why you play. And so we can sort of get a, a, a touch of a sound bath while, while we're on the, on the podcast. I would love to, because I have a pet peeve and there's so many people that have discovered like knock on wood. And I really think that in 10 years, sound healing will be like yoga and Pilates where there's going to be just studios on every corner. I think that is our goal as sound healers to help. And me specifically, I want to work with kids, but a pet peeve is 
This is a sound bowl. She is a little bit of information before I tap her. She is the grandmother bull, and she is in a C note, like the keys in a piano. Mm -hmm. She's one of mm -hmm. the white notes, which clears your chakras. So the chakras are what we known as um, in yoga, and they are the line of the spine. And the more aligned and open and clear your chakras are, the healthier mm -hmm. you're going to feel, the more balanced. So the bulls, they vary between two different notes. So even though it's a C note, really I'm going a little bit into B and then I might go a little bit higher. And then when you connect them with the other bulls, right? Like music, it changes into another chord. So what I'm seeing a lot right now, we're gonna, we're gonna do how to play the bull. So. <laughs> Love it. Yes, because really they don't need a lot Hopefully the mic will, I don't have my. Um, what is the, that called on this hand? A mallet. A and mallet. it's, okay. But they also have silicone. Um, and it's, the suede is very light, but, and this bowl looks like very, you know, simple. Doesn't really look like it could make a sound. But it makes a really powerful sound and it makes a really low vibration. And that low vibration is connected more to the vibrations of the earth and of the sun, as opposed to, I actually don't have my higher frequency um, for unconditional love, but can you hear that? So it's just, it's a little higher as opposed to, yes, very smooth. The, this particular bowl is my first bowl and nothing knock on wood has ever happened to her I've scratched a couple of other ones but there is something about this bull that really you know she's all I need I have others but you can activate everything with one if you're strong enough so what I'm seeing like with people that have been trained by very good people and I'm not gonna say it's a Kardashian but she posted it okay and then she goes and then she plays she doesn't stop and she's overplaying so I'm seeing this a lot you don't need to I mean it sounds good it's in my hand but really all it needs is just maybe one full turn and that is the sound and you can play multiple and it's going to give you different vibrations, different chords that are all connected to different types of healing in the body. But that's really all you need. So that's a little fun fact about how you play a bowl. So it's a little tap and then you go around. You'll see people do the same movements with Tibetan bowls, um, mm. which are also different frequencies that, fr that range from low to high that are more traditional Eastern. The crystal bowls have only been around for I believe around 20 years. So they're still, okay. yeah, they were, um, the first bowl was made by GE in California. Um, at, in, yeah, at Silicon. Really? Yeah. So I my father's that. electrician and he also invented something, um, which I believe is more like a water pump, but still <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish I could have told him that the first bowls were made by GE. Um, I love the connection. Yeah, it was fun. Well, Samantha, I want to thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, and I also want to give you an opportunity to plug yourself 
what how can we support you what do you have coming up where do they follow you do you have a youtube all the things let us know how we can keep up with you okay so the summer is going to be really transformational for me i will be offering more regular sound healing virtual and in person starting in the fall until then i'm going to do an in person at my house on the 12th at 6 p.m all are welcome okay, okay. Um, you can DM me and then I will help you reserve your spot. It's going to be, I've been having more small intimate groups just because it is at my house. Um, but we try and keep it as COVID safe as possible. And you can reach me either on Instagram. You can listen to my sound baths on YouTube at Samantha Popa. And for more information on my private and group sound healing, um, you can find out more at samanthapopa.com. So I try to just keep it all simple and not make a new brand. I just kept it my name this time. Um, yeah, just to try and simplify and make it easier for everybody. But I will- very easy to spell, unlike the amateur expert. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all good, all good. We found you. But thank you for uh, having me and thank you, Temmie, for connecting us. I yes, love yes, yes. Thank you, Temmie. You're a doll and we love you so much here um, at the show and at Affirmed Armor and at me. So, um, oh, let me pin this. Thanks, Temmie. So, guys, this was our first show back. Oh, I can ask him as a moderator. Oh, sorry. Um, this is, this is our first show back from I think April. So we will be coming back every week with new episodes. So if you're interested or you know someone who might be interested in uh, being interviewed, please, please, please let them know they can sign up themselves in the link on my bio or they can DM me, we can get them situated. But I wanna say thank y'all for joining. Thank you. Yeah. Are you going to play us out? I think I'm going to, yeah. I'll do. Okay, so everybody who remained, thank you so much for joining. Close your eyes now. Take a deep breath into the ribs, into the lungs, into the heart, lifting your chest. Hold the breath in. Exhale through the mouth. Let it go. Another slow deep breath, lifting your heart and grounding your sit bones down. Exhale, let it go. Another slow, deep breath in through the nose for three, two, one, hold the breath in, two, one, let it go, continuing to breathe, imagine yourself being completely relaxed. Feel your shoulders relax, your neck relax. Feel your heart open with every full breath that you take. Expand into your heart. 
ask your heart what it needs for itself today. Another slow, deep breath in through the nose. Exhale, feeling good. Allow yourself to smile as you let it go. Have the most beautiful night, everyone. You are safe. You are you are confident, you are loved, you speak your truth easily, you are connected to your intuition, you are wise. When you're ready, slowly bring yourself back. Thank you. Have a beautiful night and a great week. Yes, we will see you all next week. Okay, I can't wait to see. Bye, everyone.